Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Hello. What is the news? And do I want to know the news? Because I'm not surfing and you are. <laughs> well, we'll talk about why you're not surfing in a minute. Well, the news is, I was talking about losing a boot and you never buying kit. So two things. One, I was forced to buy some boots and they're very good. I bought the, exactly the same pair that you recommended, Seaskins. We're not sponsored by them, but they seem to be a good boot and they've, they've been fantastic. I also, thanks to Tiki in Braunton, bought a new wetsuit, an O'Neill Psycho 1, which you've been banging on about for 18 months. <laughs> and I finally got one. And I, 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 I don't think you had a choice. I'm embarrassed to say you were right. <laughs> Apart from the unflattering contours of a 40-something's body squeezed into a, well, a, a small Psycho 1, it's a fantastic suit. So that's what I've been up to. But then here is... A little bit of bringing the mindful vibe back into even the whole news of me buying new kit. When I wasn't looking for the boot that I thought I'd lost at that secret spot we went to, we had a great surf, it turned up. What it, does that say? I don't know. What does that say? The universe obviously wanted... The universe is a clever beast. ...to give Seaskins some money for some new boots. Yep. And um, probably wanted me to buy a, an O'Neill Psycho 1 as well. So that's what I've done. Dude, I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. I've not been surfing. You had an insane oh. surf yesterday. It looked awesome. I went down just to have a wee look. I've been nursing my knee because it's just a bit inflamed and a bit funky. Yeah. This comes back from rugby days. I did my ACL, which a lot of people listening to this would know about. Yeah. Anterior cruciate ligament. And I did it again, which wasn't very fun. And no cartilage in the knee. This is how I injured it. This is just so stupid. So basically... In fact, it's your fault, dude. So I just blame, yeah. blame you. Blame me. Because it, it actually is your fault. Nothing to do with the car crash that you had. <laughs> Nothing to do with the car crash that it had. I'd forgotten that I needed a leash mm-hmm. for your bomber, that yeah. foamy. I was like, oh shit, I need, I, need, I need a leash. You did on that day. So I, yes, you, you did. You can surf them quite a lot without you, a leash. You can, you can. And so I sprinted back to the car mm. in just wetsuit boots, which mm-hmm. is kind of like bare feet. Not really supposed to run on my knee that much anyway. Yeah. Like a uh, stretch on grass. Yeah. And just little short, sharp bouts of like, let's say, like a sprint or whatever, and mm-hmm. then rest, but not like pounding, running. And then just an overexcited idiot. It's so mindless. Yeah. Was what I was. But I think this happens with surfing sometimes because it's just, it's so exciting. I get like a little Labrador puppy that's, you know, peeing everywhere. You know, you're just going in the sea. And it's actually, I find sometimes it's, it's actually really hard to stay mindful. Yeah. Just before a surf, whether you, it's the driving you're doing, yes. whether it's the, I can't talk on that one, obviously, yeah. but whether it's the driving you're doing, <laughs> yeah. having crashed recently, whether it's the driving you're doing, whether it's the, how you're getting your wetsuit on or, you know, food, for example, if you want to have like a pre-surf snack and if you're really, really excited and you're just necking down a banana, yeah. barely chewing it, <laughs> once you're actually in the ocean, it's a very, everything very just good. goes, ah, oh. certainly once you've had a wave, I yeah. feel like my mindfulness goes up. Yeah. But until then, yeah. I really I need to work on that. Do you think there's a and anybody can comment on this, but do you think there's a peak mindlessness pre-surf? Yeah, I do. I massively do. I really think this is this thing where excitement uncontained. Yeah. We make all kinds of decisions. Yeah. Like without, without thinking about it. Yeah. Autopilot, autopilot because we just we're in that rush. The rush is so understandable because yes. surfing's so fucking awesome. So you are there going, oh, get me in, get me in. And we do silly things like mm. put fins in and then don't put the plug in. Yeah. The amount of times I've done that, I've gone, yes. oh, yeah, great. Da, da, da. Get in the sea. And one of my fins is just literally dangling out, barely staying in because I've yeah. not put the bloody screw in. I think the peak mindlessness pre-surf has got to be five minutes. If you're looking up at pumping barreling waves and there's no one in, yeah. and it's like a weekday and it's all those special ingredients yes. and you're looking at it, I think that's peak mindlessness. Yeah. Pre-surf. It's, uh, that's sort of- no water intake. Smash down a banana <laughs> yeah. without even like breathing it yeah. in. No warm-ups. Zero no warm-up. That's a really interesting point. We are fully onto something here right now. I did it even a few weeks ago. I'd supposed to have taken a quiet day to just, you know, walk and spend time with loved ones and all that. I walked past the one of the main peaks. It was just it looked like it was on. And I ran home. <laughs> God, I'm not supposed to be running around with the back in the condition it's in either. And I ran back down to go in for 
I don't know, 40 minutes. Yep. And once I was in, it was, you know, we were into sort of Zen calm and yeah. it was beautiful. And there was two people that I know in the water yep. and just me. And it was fantastic. It was a weekday. But that moment between seeing the wave, deciding I was going in yep. and getting back to the beach was mayhem. Yeah. In my mind, the frenetic race to get home, get a suit on, get a board, get back down. The fear that the wave will have disappeared by the time you get back there. And we're talking minutes anyway. Big time. Really was a kind of crazy, mindless time of kind of panic and chaos. It was chaos. And, you know, I think we wrap that up a bit more when work's been busy. Yeah. When life's been tough or Completely. anything in between, like, you know, family stuff, difficulties. Yeah. If you've had anything going on at all that's kind of very non-ocean, very hard, mm. very physical, very kind of real-worldy, yes. life-challenging. And, yeah. and it is, of course, at times. If you've had even more of that going on, yeah. there can be even more excitement to actually get yes. in there because you know it's so therapeutic. So yeah. I think we've also got to be kind to ourselves because we, of course, want to become more mindful because we'll be calmer and more kind of conscious about what we're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, almost be conscious of our unconsciousness. There is some enjoyment in that crazy... Yeah, there is. You're actually taking yourself out of a moment because you're <laughs> yeah. looking at the moment you're going to be in. Yes. But you're crazy while... You, it, it's so so much of a flap. Yeah. But there is some enjoyment in it as well. <laughs> so much, dude. And I'm going to have that more, like, I don't know, in a week or so, whenever I've recovered from this thing Yeah. Um, with my knee. So I've got to be really... Careful, because there have been times where, you know, I do get overexcited and I smash a fin on the side of the railing or I yeah. don't do my knee warm-up that I'm supposed to do or I forget to have any water. Yes. Because I'm just charging, have a coffee, yeah. go. I, I don't always regret it. Regret is a silly word, really, because mm. we're only in the present moment. So yeah. the word regret, just not a huge fan of. But mm. I d certainly learn from it and I go, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I need to just slow down pre-surf. But it is amazing once you've been in the ocean itself, just how much more the pace of what real life actually is you yeah. are akin to and aligned to and involved in and it's called the present moment yes and that's what surfing does more than any sport i've done in my life and activity i'd be careful to say that with my wife listening to me say that and not mention something like our love life or ah, she doesn't listen to this podcast but don't, but don't worry she won't <laughs> listen to it any yeah do totally we got a green light yeah, yeah. i also want to ask you dude yeah. is there anything that you've been doing because we really want to kind of dive in on we massively agree that we both this is where so much of our inspiration with these conversations came from yes. is that we are really interested and motivated to do whatever we can with our mind and that's you know mental well-being dealing with thoughts feelings etc and body yes and how it feels the vitality and energy yep. for it and how it affects our surfing yeah because this is what this show is all about it's, it's about the mind and the body and your overall well-being but then how can you bring that into your stoke the, our residing theme, which is mind, body, stoke. You came up with that. Yeah. And it's to ask you, dude, is there anything on the mind and body front you've been doing to help you surfing? I have, and I'll report on the results in, I don't know, six months' time. When so, you're on the front cover of car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have the kook edition. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, too. Yeah. So I'm, as anybody that sort of is listening to this will have maybe found out in previous episodes, I fractured my back a few years ago doing either something very heroic in the surf or slipping on a leaf outside a tube station in yeah. London and never realised and, you know, kept exercising and progressively I couldn't recover from all of this stuff. The long tail effect of this has been, even as I've got a bit fitter over the last few years, has been a real weakness in my calf muscles, but particularly mm. on my right side. Mm where there's a sort of had been a nerve impingement of that L5-S1, I think. L5-S1. Which is quite sort of commonplace for fast bowlers, apparently, to fracture. And I just sort of started to notice this functionally in the water sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. about trying to kind of some of the aches and pains that would radiate through particularly the right leg. Yep. And so what I'm working on, and Will and I had this chat on the way to the North Coast uh, a few weeks ago, was strengthening the calf muscle. And also as in conjunction with that, trying to also level up the lower back where the injury, to keep that sort of the two kind of structural supporting muscles either side of the spine in the right place and strong. I'm trying to hack that at the moment. That's going to be interesting to see how that impacts my surfing mm -hmm. as well as we go through the gears. Really cool, dude. And that's, yeah. there's a... Chap called, and we mentioned yeah. this guy, Charles Poliquin, in the car that time. Yeah. Charles Poliquin, to those of you who've not heard of this guy, is a um, very famous strength coach and has trained something like 500 
gold medal winners and Amazing. has written a ton of books. And he's kind of, although he's actually passed away just recently, he was the absolute, and still is, all his literature, the go-to guy in terms of athleticism in regards to physical performance. And one of his books, is, I think it's called Serious Strength Training. I'll get this in the show notes so you can have a link to this. But in Serious Strength Training, he talks about this chapter he just calls calves and lower back. And you kind of think, well, what the hell is this about? And he, what yeah. he talks about in the book is that with every single athlete he's ever trained, that's sprinters, gymnasts, swimmers, surfers, tennis players, golfers, no matter who you're dealing with, anyone doing any movement that involves just the floor and life, right? He says that the two most neglected areas for training are the lower back yeah. and calves. And mm. the reason why they're so neglected and they're not trained as much as they could be is because they're muscles that work continuously day after day after day. Yes. One, to keep us upright. Yep. It's the core and the back. And the other is your calves, which are constantly stepping and doing yes. that, that movement. So if you make those two areas of your body stronger, yep. which by the way, you can do every day because those muscles are designed to do work every day. Yes. Then yeah, you can get huge benefits. If you think about how you snap onto a board, it comes through the lower spine yeah. and your core. Yeah. And then when you're up on a board, heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. It's all around your calves yeah. and ankles. So if you get those two bits stronger, you'll be more... Agile as you pop, and you'll also be more agile when you actually ride the wave and better able to kind of carve into maneuvers and things. I've got to mention there's a buddy of mine, because there's often this thing, this barrier of getting in exercises that we know are good for our surfing. And uh, I've got to mention my buddy, Mitch. Yeah. He's a pal of mine from an old gym I used to work in. And Mitch was so passionate about his calf training that he would just do it on the tube because he was working in London. And he just would do it every day. Just up and down and up and down, up and down on his way into work yes. as a habit formation, a way of making sure that he did it every single day. Because he just knew that calf training is kind of the last thing that we all think about. We all think yeah. of doing like, you know, pull-ups, squats, go, let's go running, let's go swimming, let's work the big muscle groups, yes. let's do circuits, boxing, da-da-da. And very few people pause to spend 10, 15 minutes to just pulse up and down, up and down, up and yeah. down on the calves. And calf training is phenomenal for preventing back problems, knee issues, a ton of stuff. Because... They get overtrained in just steps yes. and undertrained in performance. Mm. People don't do calf raises. Mm. And uh, there you go, dude. Try and take the stairs on your tiptoes. Stairs on your tiptoes. And walk, you know, walking with your heels lifted, apparently. I'll let you know how, how successful it is. But people really see me funny. walking around. Well, I need to add a little bit of height anyway. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll walk around on my tiptoes. But um, toe walking is a basic body weight exercise, apparently. I think bodyweight exercises are fantastic. I mean, they for me, because you don't need to drag yourself to a gym or you can just, you know, press-ups, pull-ups, whatever it is, to use your own body to strengthen yourself. That's my body hack. I'm also prone to bouts of laziness, so I'll let you know how we go. What about you? <laughs> Dude, I've, um, I've got a lot of challenges. It's one of my biggest body challenges is sugar. Yeah. And excessive carbohydrate intake. It's this thing where... I go through sort of like bits where I go, right, I'm going to absolutely detox and go for this. And I haven't done this kind of detox to this level for actually a few years. And I think that mm. my excuse has been, well, it's not even an excuse. There's two, one's an excuse, one's a reason. One reason has been that just being blessed with this, very effortless levels of well-being, if that makes sense, because of course there's always effort involved. It's just been simpler, not effortless. There's yes. always effort involved. That's, yeah. that's a silly thing to say. But I don't know, like four years, three, four years where I haven't really had many niggles in my brain, many niggles in you know, cognition, niggles in you know, joints or mood or, or sleep, all mm -hmm. the things that niggle us, basically. Yeah. I've not had many, and maybe it's just because of how many detoxes I used to sure. do. But many, many years before kids, I would systematically once every four, five months know that I need to go on a sugar detox because yeah. even though I would only have, you know, puddings and chocolate and different things on Fridays and Saturdays, like that was my two days where I kind of go, mm. right, I'm going to have a bit more fun in that way. I would still, even though I was only doing those two days, still do a detox because eventually with my health, the way yes. my body is, joint is really a big one. Like that always is big, like especially my knee, which I'm trying mm. to recover from now. That's always flared, being flared up by chocolate, too many nuts and things. And yeah. by the way, when I say chocolate, you know, people say, why don't you just eat it in moderation and just one little bit? And I would love to be able to <laughs> consult. If someone knows how I can moderate something like dark chocolate, when those endorphins kick in, do you know what it's like? It's like surfing. Mm. And someone says to me, Will, you can only go and catch three waves yeah. and then come in. Yeah. When you know you've got two-hour window, it's almost a bit like that yes. with dark chocolate. Yeah. As if I would only get three. I mean, just... <laughs> just I'm, I'm the same with that stuff, dark chocolate. It's amazing. It? And also because it gets marketed at us to be quote-unquote healthy, yeah. we take that and yeah. then get to our third square, fourth square, 
day after day. Yeah. Like, because we just, oh, it's good for you, it's good for you. And it, eventually it has an effect. Again, I've probably mentioned this before, they're not sort of paying me to say it, but there's this stuff called Halo and it's you have to sort of get a mortgage out to pay for it sometimes. I've seen it. It's about three quid a bar. Yep. But my God, it's vegan chocolate. Yeah. So it's raw cacao beans yep. with a bit of salt in it. It's so good. Oh, man. You know, and I can smash one. If I bought two, yeah. I would eat two. I haven't got a sweet tooth other than that. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I hear you. If you can't moderate your intake, then... There you go. Yeah. So my method has been, and this maybe isn't for everyone, but this is really more just of an insight into cravings, the mind, yeah. habits. Because I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting by any means that what I do, this detox, is for everyone. But it is, for me, a lesson in just habits and, and that kind of thing. And it's this thing where... Basically, the detox is just no sugar. That's it. Mm. And then, like, even excessive amounts of fruit, which yes. I tend to go a bit heavy on. I was there, like, sat next to my wife, and I was like, oh, honey, I'm, I think I really need some carbs. <laughs> this is, this is, I think this is my conscious yeah. self speaking yeah. and not my subconscious, which is absolutely craving carbs yes. for whatever reason, whether it's emotional, physical, <laughs> mental, who knows? That's the whole point of subconscious. I don't know why. And I think I'm being all conscious, like, oh, no, I think I, I, think I need, need carbs. Mm-hmm. Really, what I needed to do was let the craving be. Mm just leave it there my wife was like she turns to me and says i know you're gonna regret that i'm like yeah and then i'm just like yeah it's true and it's so difficult to sit still in the evening Mm. and we all know what we're like as humans humans generally have very similar habits the habit is on ass in your crevice that you sit on on your spot on the sofa yeah is it left is it the right i'm normally on the left hand side what about you Liam? you do you normally sit i move around dude you You're different. Yeah. You move around. I, anyway, I have the left hand side. Sofa surfing. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Um, I sit on the left hand side. We watch stuff on Netflix. It's all really nice. It's winding down from the day. There's this, there's that, there's the other. I think as people, our cravings come up. I mean, for obviously, for us, cravings come up at all different times of the day, but there's that thing where it's like, you know, is it a beer? Yeah, for me, crisp, always. <laughs> chocolate, general bits extra yeah. on top of your meal. Mm. And... For you, you may not notice the impact whatsoever about staying in the, the same lifestyle you have now where you have beers, you have chocolate, mm. whatever. Maybe you're able to moderate it. Maybe you're healthy enough that it doesn't really affect you. Mm. For me, you know, relating this back to surfing, it's like when I go to push up onto my board, it just feels slower. And we all know that that snap just off your takeoff is probably the most important element of setting up the entire wave because it's where your feet land. It's where you are positioned on yes. the wave. And if you get that snap just a bit, delayed or a bit off it just affects the whole wave and especially yeah. when you're surfing the ways we surf where yeah. they're not so amazing if you've got incredible waves you can sort of take off and somehow sort of get your feet eventually yes. and find the spot but if the, if the waves aren't great and you don't initially get that snap just start it can end up just kind of meaning that you don't get that yeah. joy so for me i relate it this way that if i do a detox and i get in great shape and i feel really good that if i translate that into the ocean that far far outweighs that joy of being in the ocean and getting that much more joy far outweighs the joy that I get for like, what, five minutes of eating yeah. chocolate, 10 yeah. minutes yeah. versus hours and hours and hours mm. of surfing and feeling good. Mm. It's a weird thing we do, isn't it? This kind of happiness maths. It's balance. Short term, long term. Yeah. And the mind is telling you that you, you want something and it's mm-hmm. sort of really quite a powerful, I suppose it's like any sort of substance that's a long term chain isn't it from desperate to eat chocolate to whatever other vice is on the other end and it's that kind of eating away of willpower to say oh you, you need this you want you'll feel better if you have a bit of chocolate but it's just sort of is it a short-term hit and so on it's really interesting around because we talk about mind and body and then how that leads to stoke as well and it's one thing where if you look at the you know if you consider the professional surfer yeah there's a real heavy tie-in now with high-end body wellness through diet and abstinence and you know supplementing with vitamins and and kind of really lovely organic food and and supplements and you see this it's marketed to us that that is the way to live there's also the real world of surfing which is kind of where you, you kind of have to be kind to yourself in terms of certainly what I do when I go is that I might fancy a beer after you've been mm-hmm. on a Friday afternoon surfing, but it's how do you temper it really? Yeah. And I guess it's making sure that whatever you do doesn't make you feel bad. If you know, if you're just doing it to compensate for something else or you feel a bit shitty once you've done it because yep. you're kicking yourself for it, then that's when it becomes an unhealthy relationship. 
But it's interesting that, you know, there's almost two schools of one is a sort of super athletic surf because of the athleticism needed to surf better. And we're talking about these improvements totally. and that joy of being kind to yourself along that journey as well. It's a beautiful insight. It's a journey yeah. with no destinations. Yeah. So sometimes we get this thing where, you know, once I've got yes. that knee fixed, yeah. then I'll be absolutely back in the game yeah. and it'll all be sorted. Yeah. And then you get to that point and then there's, oh, okay, now I've got to work on this. Yeah. I've got to work on that. And then, you, you know, that's a mind thing. And then it goes back to a body thing and it goes to a life thing. And challenges in life are ultimately here to teach us. Yeah. There's a lovely saying, and I can't remember. Oh, there's a lady called Patty Renner. She's a, she's a friend of mine, but she helped me edit my book. Mm. Wonderful lady. And she has this quote, which is, crap is the fertilizer for growth. So whatever you're dealing with, no matter what it is, will always help you grow in some way. <laughs> okay, and yeah. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. I really like that. But listen, dude, yeah. love that. Let, let's, let's, we've got some social media. We're going to do the surf media insights. I've got one here that I want to pull up, and it's actually from Red Bull. It's when they were interviewing Geordie Smith during his injury layoff. And that's very pertinent for me right now. And, and maybe if you're listening to this, dealing with injuries at all in regards to your surfing, it's basically just his quote is, you kind of just have to live for the day and not worry about what's coming in a week. And then he goes on to say, your body is meant to heal itself. So we'll feel right when it feels right. Now, it's all very obvious stuff. But what I love in there is your body is meant to heal itself. And that's an interesting one because we then have this thing called, so we have the body and then we have the ego or irrational mind or perceived self or whatever way you want to describe it. And perceived self is like, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And of course it makes rash decisions like get us back in the ocean too soon, eat the wrong food for that injury or be lazy on our physio exercise at the expense of doing something that we know isn't going to help us long term. I don't know, whatever it is. This active mind, if we can't get to notice the impatient mind that wants us back and see, mm. wants to be fit all the time and doesn't want to have to work on you know, our back, our knee yeah. or whatever. If we can't notice that, then we don't notice that it's just an illusion. Because at the end of the day, just because you've had a thought doesn't make it true. And in allowing it to pass, like Geordie's saying, and I just love it. If you actually really break that down, your body is meant to heal itself. The emphasis is on itself. Because there's a lovely saying in coaching, which is when you get out of your own way, everything works. Mm. You just let it heal mm. and it, it's much easier said than done yes of course yeah what do you like with that do you guys to like your body and letting it heal i listen to it a lot more closely now than i ever did probably and i'll come on to this in terms of some of the insights particularly when it comes to aging i think when you're younger it sort of fixes itself more rapidly you don't really notice even if it's probably some quite significant longer term damage that you're doing you don't notice in the short term so it's something i think that also comes with age now if you mm. could rewind and start looking after your body when you are younger then the longer term benefits of that will probably be phenomenal a bit too late for me but it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things that you kind of have to start dialing in a little bit more mm. as the advancing years i'm not saying i'm still hopefully a long way to go yet but as the advancing years start to take hold you have to let your body heal mm. a little bit more effectively than it would otherwise do but for me personally it's walking that line between what is a benefit in terms of movement for mm. if we're talking about injuries what would be detrimental so, so particularly true. in reference to back and i know a lot of surfers get lower back problems and issues and it's how you work with them and i, I say this probably every show but i feel better mm. in the ocean moving around post surf yep. than i do sometimes if i'm not doing anything and I know there's obvious reasons for that with regard to synovial fluid and joint movement and the way they lubricate and so on. But providing it's not kind of detrimental, mm -hmm. I would rather be doing the thing I like than sitting it out. So it's have to be quite significant. Certainly, I think some of the structural damage was done for me by not allowing my body to heal itself yes. when I was younger. Very much so. And also, yeah. this, is, this goes a little bit deeper too, because... Letting the body heal itself mm. is like a letting go process yeah. and a trusting in a much higher source of energy and yeah. vastly more intelligent, which is yeah. what your body's made of. Yes. The trillions of cells that yeah. came out of nowhere yeah. and everywhere all at once, the universe. Yeah. yeah. That level of trust there is far more healing, mm. paradoxically, yes. than trying to force it all the time to do what yeah. you want it is you want it to do. Completely. And if we just trust that it will heal when it heals, yeah. it normally heals a lot quicker. Yeah. Because we're also not only, on, that's not only a vibrational thing. 
like a deeper energy aspect of what we're attracting into our lives. But I think also just on a, you know, smarts, if you're more yeah. aligned to the universe, as in mm. living in the present moment, mm. you just make better decisions about your body. Completely. It's kind of both. It's that yeah. spiritual world and also the physical as well, I think. Yeah. And I think in doing that, you give yourself a longevity mm. to an extent of hopefully extending without, you know, obviously live in the present, but realize that if you want to extend your years of surfing, mm. then they have to sort of be kind to your body and let it, you know, look after it. It's the only one you've got, isn't it? Totally. Sadly, if I could let my body heal itself into Geordie Smith and all the skills <laughs> he's got, then I would, then. Yeah, that would be something the universe could uh, sort out. But seriously, I mean, there's something in that that when we talk about nothing comes easy either, does it, when you're developing a body that you need to be fit for whatever sport you choose to do, saying this is a lay person rather than a sports person. But going back to what we said about calf strengthening, lower back strengthening, there is no easy route to improvement mm. in anything you do. It takes time, effort, positive mind, energy, some points where you're taking the shit to kind of improve and that overall will help you make the gains that you need to make mm. to get to the level that you want to get to. Totally. Do. You know, and the people who reach the pinnacle, the absolute sort of peak of, you know, we're talking surfing, we're talking windsurfing, we're talking football, rugby, you know, music, business, whatever it might be. Most of those people are committed. They're practicing. They're putting in hours and hours of totally. effort and energy on mind, on body, on spirit, on nutrition, on well-being. There isn't a sort of magic wand to be waved and you become this sort of super athlete or super successful. Insert whatever you want to be. It's all about practice and, and effort and input. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week keep building this community of mindful surfers now let's get back to the show completely and i think that it comes into this thing about consistency of what i call a holistic lifestyle yeah. so oftentimes that certainly what i see in surfing and surfers is this sort of tendency to put out fires yeah for example they have an injury in a certain area then they'll do the physio put out the fire and just crack on back in the ocean mm. expecting it to just have been gone yeah quote unquote forever yeah and that is this aspect of the journey and that's why like you mm. said you know getting better at anything is a challenge yeah and a really worthy one too because that's where so much of the joy comes from is in the yeah. growth on those journeys and that's yeah. what it means to want to get better as a surfer yeah. is the joy because it's not just riding waves it's the whole growth in that journey yeah is where you get that much deeper spiritual yes feeling like yeah. you're on a path of some kind it means that to become that kind of to come away from so much of that challenge, if we can look within ourselves to go, okay, well, what are my actual habits like day to day? Rather than cure yeah. and do the quick fix and put things in black and white boxes, oh, well, that's done now. I've seen the physio, you know, my ankle won't hurt anymore. I'm just going to go surfing. It's actually do things, little things, only little, but little changes and things that we can do day to day, week to week yeah. that prevent. Because prevention is so much easier than cure. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Here's me sat here on my fucking high horse, <laughs> having ran like an idiot yes. in, in in what was bare feet on concrete with no cartridge in my mm. right knee. But I'll take my humble pie and I'll learn from it. Now, I could also look back and say, well, you know, was I doing my proper exercises for the little muscle next to your knee to help the knee? Or was I skirting around those because I kind of thought, well, I haven't had this for yeah. ages, so I can get away with it. Well, yeah, I was. Yeah. And so there's me kind of trying to being really honest about how I'm now in that cure aspect. Yeah, it is yeah. much harder than preventing it. <laughs> exactly. Have you got anything there, dude, you want to share from the media? Surf I have, media? I have. Because I talk a lot for everybody on this episode about my kind of foray into Instagram and the good and bad of sort of social. I think social, this kind of, there is a sort of not even an underside, it's quite overt now and kind of that can lead to unhappiness and taking the person wherever or whoever they are out of the here and now. There's some great stuff because it's how we consume media that I'm interested in. So, you know, my house is covered with like old card magazines and wavelength and surface journal and that sort of thing. And actually there's some meditative therapy in going back to printed surf media or media in general, books, magazines and so on, because there's more of a calm digestion of mm. what it is that you're reading, whether it's about people, 
and you spend a little bit more time with them. I don't know if anybody else feels that. Love to find out. So I'm not saying I'm you know get off social media. It's a, it's a great tool for us, but sometimes when you sit down and actually read something, it's a bit deeper. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. I, I love that, and it's this aspect of the paper in your hands, yeah. the feeling of the book, yeah. the weight of the book on your even the, on your lap, the, smell. the smell. It's a more mindful experience. Yes, it's interesting because I think the mindlessness that comes from being on that bright object, that iPhone or yeah. whatever it is is so much of what drives the, the algorithm. The algorithms yeah. themselves made by Instagram, all these people, yes. they know what they're tapping into. Yeah. They research this relentlessly yeah. to make sure that we stay in that zombie-like state of yeah. like scanning, scanning, scanning. And it's this next, next, next. But this is the whole next. point. This is it. Even in things that are previously engaging, yes. you're still sort of engaged, but you're looking at, well, it must be something else. Yes. For me, that's been really interesting. If it's having an effect on me, what about the kind of attention span you know, concerned about younger people yep. and the mind and, you know, from the mental to the physical aspect of what social media does. But that's a whole other show. And certainly in connection to mindful pursuits, yeah, so far away from mindful, it's untrue. Absolutely. It takes and you well out of the present, which, you know. Do you know, it really does. If you're really not conscious of the thoughts that you're having and the way that you're behaving yes. around social media, it can really can. And please bear with me when I say yeah. this, because your face might change <laughs> when I say this. I want to look up at you. <laughs> How is Liam going to respond to this? But it relates for me, in some ways, to pornography. In his face, Liam's like, well, don't go there. Hear me out. Pornography can massively be this dumbing down yeah. of you're fed this absolute perfection. Yeah. Perfection. Perfection. And you're just nothing but yeah. the most beautiful, the most yeah. spectacular. This, 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 ba, ba, ba. And what's happened to a lot of people... As this well-known, I don't know if you've heard about this yourself, but yes. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's kind of almost this, um, then guys, for example, choosing yeah. men as an example, yeah. not being able to get erections yeah. when they actually finally get into the real yeah. deal. Now, <laughs> in a roundabout way, or I relate this to surfing. I mean, I was on some Instagrams um, earlier on doing research for today, and I actually had this a little bit. I was like, I was scanning through, and I really promised, dude, I was on Instagram. I wasn't on porn. Yes. Sea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. seafront on yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a weird place for it. And I'm flicking through, and it's just such, such perfect photos. Yeah. Like, incredible. And you start to warp your brain. I can notice it. It starts to go into the, oh, that's what life's like. Mm. That's what surfing there is like. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's not. Even if I was in the Maldives, you know, by day three, I've got insane tropical nipple rash. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where my nipples are barely almost bleeding yeah. from the wax. I'm also dehydrated yeah. in that photo, yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the, in the moldies. I, I, if I'm actually living that, but the point is it just looks so much better than it is. I mean, I'm going to say this again and again, but we know it's marketed joy. Yes. It's basically <laughs> telling you, some surf me is very guilty of this, but particularly some of the, the other kind of, you know, fashion, beauty, whatever it might be, is exactly that. And we're grown yeah. men, you know, so this, this distortion of reality and this removal of the daily gratitude that actually we're trying to talk about with everything is a lot of the social channels run entirely counter to that. You know, it's a reason probably why there has arise since almost, you know, you can trace it to day dot of the launch of Facebook, for example, issues with juvenile uh, mental health. And I use mental health actually as in juvenile mental ill health mm -hmm. and eating away at self-esteem, body mm -hmm. confidence, mm -hmm. well-being, any sense of them being able to kind of get into the moment. So, of course, then we got, which is what we're talking about, this rise of mindful awareness of yep. the present to counteract yep. some of the insidious influences that come out of social platforms. Totally. This is not too, too political. And I wonder in some ways whether that's where we have got it wrong, is that, you know, if we want to encourage people to appreciate what we have today, you need to remove a lot of that marketed joy, mm -hmm. especially on developing minds, and allow them to appreciate what it is that what they have and also appreciate who they are because totally. especially for a young person and even happens to me you know we're joking about it but you're looking at these kind of pros surfing pipeline and on the tour and but if you're a sort of developing teenager or a grom and you're saying oh shit i'm never be as good as that or i'm not i don't live up to that body arc you know that body type or that sort of look it's really a terrible thing to put on the next generation totally. without us as adults kind of helping guide them through it because we don't know how to deal with it, really. That's why I'd be reading old magazines and being bloody happy with it. <laughs> I like that. I'm, gonna, I'm actually I'm really going to borrow that myself. I've been kind of on this YouTube 
yeah. semi-addiction yeah. for a good while now. I'm really going to borrow that. I'm going to put that into my... At the moment, I'm on a real life hack mission at the yes. moment. We're going to be doing... My wife and I do more cold showers, aka yeah. Wim Hof method. Yeah. Phenomenal right. for inflammation, brain yeah. health, mental health, all these good things. We'll talk more about those kind of things as these episodes go on, but yeah. do that. And do, I'm doing this sugar detox, but I re, I'd like to do things like that. And actually, they call it obviously a social media detox, yeah. but it could be really good just to come off YouTube for a bit. Yes. I do love it. It's so addictive. I have this habit of my wife and I watch our shows, whatever yes. they may be. And by the way, if you want the missus to get, you know, I don't know, maybe a bit more interested in that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. There's a show called You, and it's about this stalker guy, which, there you go, some people's fancies, I don't know. But the point is, it, there's quite a few sex scenes in that, and, and I've noticed that little mutterings, things, I notice changes and things in, in her. And I'm going off on a massive <laughs> tangent. I'm not even talking about, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just talking. But the, anyway, bringing these back. That's nice to know, Will. It's, there you go, there you go, there you go. The thing is, the thing is, we could we make this show about but, sex, but therapy. <laughs> sex therapy coaching as well, how to get your wife or husband yeah, yeah. more interested in sex. Watch uh, Netflix shows that have sex scenes in them. Now, my point was that, so when we finish a show, it's like an absolute zombie pilot yeah. into just YouTube. And I yeah. click, click, click. And it's like literally three clicks down the Apple TV. And the amount of people who can empathize with this. Yes. It's like down, 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 yeah. click, enter four numbers, whatever it is in watch and it, it's just there and there's this this blue and then there's a bit more blue and there's a barrel and they always use really sick surf yeah like photography in yes. that one snap then the amount of views has yeah. an impact oh look at job 120 000 views and there's this 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 going on and you go oh yeah great go yeah and before you know it there's almost like you know third video i'll be really honest okay i'm gonna be really really honest here i stop at my fifth video yeah and that's I quite a few it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, and I, it's fun. I do too. consume a lot of, you know, I talk about Ben Gravy. I really admire what Ben has done and the kind of work he's done. And that kind of his YouTube channel has been real center point of that. J.O.B. love some of his channel stuff. Some of his, you know, I watch it with the kids and it's a good shared experience. And to that point, actually, just you were making about your life at home intimately or otherwise. The serious point of that, I think, is that's good consumption of media if you are sharing joy and yeah, with someone. Yeah. Where it's this a solitary a point. pursuit and you're just this kind of, like an addiction to something else. Completely. You're just scrolling, 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 scrolling without it actually ever feeding the well-being. And this is why for me movies are so important because there's a chance for the brain to really unwind and take something in over a long form content piece. And what we're used to now is these snippets of quick hit, like sugar, quick hit, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. And really it never fills you up. It's not fulfilling. So to share that kind of joy is what the Beeb have done this where they put something out, a family viewing on a Sunday night, and it's only on a Sunday night. You can't get it anywhere else. And that's sort of bringing people together again, whatever structure you have as a partnership, family or otherwise, to share in that joy together, be in the moment together. Dude, blown away is not the word. Unreal insight. It's like my social media consumption or just general media yeah. consumption. Life is just whoosh, flash before my eyes because, yeah. of course, when I share stuff with my partner or with a friend, it is just so much more enjoyable. It's kind of akin to, let's say, a drink. You know, if you have yes. a drink just completely on your own. Yeah. It's joyful. Yes. And fun. Or breaking off a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah. Again, joyful, fun. But the amount of times where if I've been, you know, we have this place on the North Coast and we've hung out there for many years and had get togethers and parties and fires and all these kinds of things and Geez, just so much richer and deeper, the joy of shared chocolate yes. and all those kind of things when you're with those groups and it's all being shared in that way and you're mindful of each other, conversation, yes. humour, insight. And I swear it has less of an effect on the body yeah. as well because the joy is higher. And it yeah. goes back to that quote that we use quite a lot, which is yeah. a problem shared is a problem halved yeah. and a joy shared is a joy doubled. Hugely. Just yeah. such a cracker of a quote. Dude, I've, I've also, I'm just mindful. Yeah. That we've got, I believe we've got Dave, the mindless surfer. Oh, he's mindless, but we love him anyway. Yeah. We've got him on the line, I think. He's just oh, coming in through on, now. You speak to him. Yeah. Hello, Dave. Ah, oh, good night, Coop boys. 
Dave. How are you getting on, fellas? How are you getting on with your podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay, Dave. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm enjoying it. Some good stuff in there from your adventures in Kookland. Loving it, <laughs> loving it. And I'm particularly enjoying the moment you do your mindful meditation, not least because you two shut up a bit, <laughs> rattling on about this, that, and the other. No, but in all seriousness, it gives me time to think about the things I'm worrying about. Very nice, Dave. So I'm, you're doing the exact opposite of what we're... Well, I've got a, rec- busy, got a busy mind, boys. Isn't that what that uh, moment's about? You know, this, using the quiet time for a bit of <laughs> reflection about the shit you're worrying about? <laughs> well, and, then, and then scrolling onto social media to make things feel oh, even worse. Oh, 100%. If you two shut up, I'm looking at Instagram for most of the time. <laughs> So, Dave, were you doing the mindfulness? I mean, it's coming up in a minute. We're going to be doing the Mindful Surfer segment. We're coming. Are you going to do it yourself? Do you practice it? Right, yeah. If my phone's charged, I'm practicing mindful surfing by looking at Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> but are you taking deeper breaths or are you, are you noticing how you're feeling? And it's about engaging in your body and, and mind, Dave. It's not just go, 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 zombie land and mindlessness. I mean, oh, what, right. what are you doing, mate? Are you- well, I'm just fiddling about with stuff, looking at stuff. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Dave, you know you know full well what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to listen to the show and do exactly what we right, say. Right, right, okay. All right, boys, I'll give it another whirl. Listen, keep up the good work. Cheers, Dave. You kooky bastards. <laughs> See ya. Cheers, Dave. Well, listen, Dave, the minor surfer, I mean, on that front, I mean, Dave, Bloody bless hell. him. I mean, kind of doing the opposite of what we are suggesting, but anyway. anyway um, don't be the mindless surfer. That's why we call him the minor surfer, and uh, we love him anyway. On that front, we're going to do some mindfulness now. So we are hitting that segment that we do each week, and it's about just engaging in your breath. We've just got five minutes now to engage in your breathing, in your body, in the present moment, and how much impact that has on every little thing in life, down to habit formation, how you are with people, the ocean, taking care of your body, mind, whatever it might be, and how it all relates back to your surfing life. So let's do this now. Just take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. And take a breath in. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. Take a breath in. And breathe out. Just keep taking deep breaths, being really conscious of the feeling of air going in your body and the feeling of air leaving your body. And just keep taking those breaths consciously wherever you are, whether you're driving, whether you're sitting down or walking or whatever you're doing, just be super conscious of this moment, gently. You don't have to force yourself to be present, just ever so gently, just attentively, with alertness, just quietly be here. And as you do so, just listen to these words. No matter what challenge you're dealing with in regards to your surfing and your life, whether it's an injury, something at work, something to do with a relationship, where you live or don't live, what you're able to get up to in regards to your surfing or not get up to, what people think of you. No matter what challenges you're dealing with in the surf and in life, surrender to them. Because whatever you resist persists. And whatever you fight, you strengthen. And surrendering to what you're dealing with mentally, aka your thoughts about that challenge, surrendering to them isn't about giving up on making them better and finding a solution and having some resolve about the situation at all. It is simply a declaration that you're going to put your well-being first, everything else second. When you put your well-being first, 
you'll notice things flow, things tend to work out, you say the right thing, you think of the right idea, things click, and in the end, you'll notice that it was all meant to be. When you look back in time, you'll see that why they call hindsight a wonderful thing. So just take two more deep breaths in for me. Just one deep breath in through the nose. And breathe out. And just one more deep breath in through your nose. And breathe out. Good work, guys. That was our segment, The Mindful Surfer. And that's so much of what we're teaching. That, well, that is what we're teaching. <laughs> it's, the name, it's the name of the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And I've given thousands of guided meditations. That was a guided meditation about challenge in the surf, in life, what we're dealing with. Do you ever find that, dude? Do you ever find yourself sort of fighting, resisting with something in life? And then when you let go, it seems to shift. And I think so. I mean, I'm pretty laid back about most things generally. In the work world, you kind of fight things and there's often a lot of battles to be fought there. And that's one area where I've also let a lot go and it's, uh, it's much more rewarding. It comes with its challenges, but there is only so much that you can control. And uh, yeah, in fighting everything comes with all of what we're saying about raised cortisol levels and you know, all the kind of hormones that are supposed to be there for certain good things <laughs> become ever present in your body and there's there's no good in that i don't think so Completely yeah do. that kind of relaxing and you know talking about why well, why we're doing this quite a lot in, in each episode is that this kind of surfing for me and that kind of re-entering sort of surfing properly i would say in, in the last sort of 18 to 24 months has been just a massive guide in all of that just letting the Fantastic, ocean sort of dude. take away all the worry really because it gives you perspective, doesn't it, on... Massive perspective. ...what reality is. Because yeah. reality, yeah. according to the mind, yeah. is perception. Yeah. Things are the way I think they are. Yes. And that is constantly yeah. a label. Yeah. That's like that. That's good. That's bad. That's yes. right. That's wrong. That's yeah. not good. That's really good. You know, just labelling, labelling, yeah. labelling. This internal voice, constant yeah. chatter. Yeah. And it's to do with the past mm. and the future. Yeah. This is the mind's version the constant chatter, the yeah. monkey mind's version of reality. Whereas reality is, of course, as we know, is now. Yeah. And only now. Yeah. And nature and the universe knows nothing else but the infinite. Yeah. And that's what surfing does. Yeah. It's incredible how yeah. it does that. And we're so blessed to live this life that we can have that. Yeah. It's been wicked, dude, to watch you really tune into that. I've yeah. noticed that you've You've really gotten that mm. from it and you came from, and still are living a very busy life. You run a mm. fantastically successful business, mm. which I'm sure you'll touch on in time more and more. But, you know, I've sensed in you that you've been able to really use the ocean as a mm. tool to let go of yeah. what's going on at work. And it's a great vehicle for that. I think what's also really important is being kind to ourselves when we find ourselves not being able to get in the ocean for that, yeah. that de-stress that can itself be a stressor. Yes. Because, you know, yeah. I was staring at yeah. <laughs> really sick waves about three hours ago thinking, oh, it'd be lovely to go yeah. in. But of course, like anything, I remain conscious of my mind yes. and remain patient with my yeah. knee and just did a few knee exercises. Yeah. There's always that chance to be positive about some negative, isn't there? I'm remaining grateful for the fact that we've experienced it, we've been in. Yeah, you always want that next hit. It's like anything. It's a different hit, isn't it? And it's one that, you know, I'm a bit of an evangelist for it. I would recommend anybody try the ocean, if they're feeling a bit shitty, you know, and get with good people, if they want to get into surfing, you know, we could probably stick some places to go on the notes in terms of surf schools and places to try it. But I, I just think it's a phenomenal grounder, if you like. So it's, it's a real sort of reset grounder. button. Mm. It puts you back in the, in your place, if you like, in the universe. And for that, it's been magical. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's so yep. cool. I just want to share just the last bit of surf media that I had yes. down here, which I really wanted to share. It's by Surf Better Now on Instagram. So the post was, do you have some alternative equipment in your quiver? Getting on a 20 or a single fin is a great way to hit the refresh button on your yeah. surfing. Great insight. Massively. Love that. Yeah. And again, it's about ego because, of course, ego says, I'm a shortboarder. Yeah. Or I'm a longboarder. Yeah. So I'm a longboarder and I- Labels. I'm all, I'm all about- Totally. Yeah. And I'm all about grace and cross-step and elegance. And yeah. this is what I carry and yeah. I look hipster and- yeah. You know, I make sure that, you know, I've got a certain beard shape yeah. and you know, all these things. And then shortboarder. Yeah. Other way around. No, I'm, this is what yeah. I'm like. I'm gnarly. I shred yeah. and 
play heavy metal. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all a load of bollocks, yeah. right? I love surfers who really cut through all that. And there are a number, aren't there? Yeah. Who just go, do you know, I'm just going to ride whatever. Robert Charles. Yeah. Whatever you've got, whatever's on the beach. <laughs> it's really cool. You know, again, it's marketed joy, isn't it? You can only be happy if you're on this board or yep. that board. And actually, if we really allow ourselves, you get joy on whatever you're given to ride or you have, as long as you're in the ocean and you can ride away. And of course, you know, that's setting aside all the elements of performance and so on. But broadly speaking, just get in and get on a wave. That's the main thing. Completely. And I've got to talk about, so I went on your bomber yeah. to foamy, but I put the middle fin. I had three yeah. fins the other day at that surf. Yeah. And it was actually an insight into this. And it's this thing, you know, looking for a refresh. And it was really cool. And I, was having a, I had a major refresh on your bomber. Mm. And then here's what's really sneaky about the ego. I was having the refresh and feeling great yeah. because I was surfing pretty well, that yes. one surf we had yes. before. And then I go to use it again, surfing like an absolute kook, and I yeah. just can't seem to get around the corner and yeah. I can't seem to get the rails to work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I start like blaming the board yeah. off this and fuck that and da, da, da. It's just an insight into, you know, if, you, if you're wanting to get that surf stoke, it's to keep in mind that firstly, A, you're not always going to surf epic. Just life. Yeah. You go and play a tennis match. Yeah. By an opponent you whipped the week before, six love, six love, you get beaten six love, six love yourself. Life happens. You That's sometimes life. just don't serve very well. Yeah. You don't have good balance. You just mess up your turn. I mean, just sports performance. Yeah. It varies a lot. Yeah. So notice that is it A, but also B, be mindful of blaming the equipment. Because yeah. really, truthfully, if you ride the board how the board's supposed to be ridden, yeah then you probably find the joy pocket yeah. on that board. But if you try and rah, do what your other board does yes. on that board, yeah, well, yeah. maybe you won't reinvent yeah. your surfing or, or yeah. feel a new joy or get a different feeling of like, you know, glide versus snap. Yes. Because one thing obviously surfers who want to do manoeuvres do yeah. is look for the snap yeah. and the, you know, kang and yeah. rip. and It's a metaphor for life and surfing life, isn't it? It's almost like, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude and mindfulness. It's be grateful for what you've got when you've got it. And don't worry about what you haven't got, you're not on what conditions are. Just ride the fucking board and with a smile on your face. Enjoy the board you're on. Yeah. I think equally also be kind to yourself if you find yourself yeah. that you're not. Because it's all well and good. All the stuff we talked about is all really, really well and good. And the intention is there. There's yeah. always what we call a shadow or a caveat yes. yeah. or the pro and con of that. Because it's, it's real world stuff. It, yeah. Real world stuff is to say that also that sometimes it's just kit yeah. that ain't right for you. Yes. That's about being authentic, isn't it? It is, yeah. But if you find that balance between the yeah. two, I think you're absolutely laughing. Right. We have to make a rap because we, we do. have a folk band coming in to record in our wonderful Sid Vale Community Centre yeah. in a moment. So we're going to make a rap. Thanks we'll for be- listening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. See you then. Cheers, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>